Hello, hello, hello. I'm your host, Nikki C. And welcome to another episode of Life Got In The Way, a podcast that is dedicated to growing, learning, and achieving our lifelong goals. Today's special guest is Charity Pleasant. Charity was born and raised in a community of people who communicated and looked out for one another and their children. In a time when her and her four siblings played outside all day long, even in the heat of the summer months. To say that times have changed is an understatement. She's enjoyed living in Ohio her whole life, raising her son and completing her book. Throughout the book, Charity has tried to portray a real depiction of her journey so far in life with all the ups and downs along the way. She values each lesson from the highs and the lows and believes her book will take you on a journey through time to recollect all the extraordinary things we see and learn through all life's experiences. All right, everyone, you ready to learn more about Charity? Let's go. so happy that you could join us hello thank you for having me it's good to be here nikki c awesome yes we're um i was so happy that i was able to connect with you um after uh seeing a um a podcast or a video that you were on and you were talking about your book and i was like she would be great to have on the podcast because i love talking to authors and 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 people who are writers and and all of those things so uh, before I won't go too deep with it but I would like for you um, to just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself all right so hello everyone my name is Charity Pleasant it is a pleasure to be here today a little bit about me and my journey um, thus far I am a writer now I self-published this July The name of my book is All the Things That Nobody Told Me, Finding the Extraordinary in My Journey. A little bit about my background. I grew up in Dayton, Ohio, a relatively close-knit community of people. Um, I would probably consider myself really between low and middle class families. I had like siblings and sisters and brothers and neighborhood friends that kind of guided me and who I am today. So I guess I'll fast forward a little bit to like when I graduated from high school, I left Dayton, went off to college, started really my journey of adulthood, you know, with a lot of different positive influences in my life as far as my family, my grandparents, my community and my church. So somewhere along my journey, I realized before that I left high school that I wanted to do something business wise. So when I was in high school, I did co-op with cosmetology and I got my cosmetology license and wind up working in a beauty salon a little bit throughout college as well as when I finished high school. So going on the longs of ways that life got in the way, I said to myself, as soon as I got 
out of high school, I was going to be doing hair and making all this money and just, you know, living the dream. Then all of a sudden, when I started in the beauty salon, I had no clients. <laughs> like there wasn't hardly a single person, you know, coming to the salon when I first started off. So I had to really realize right away that, you know, it's not going to happen every overnight. Things aren't just going to fall into your lap just because you have a goal or that you make a plan. So I realized right away that, you know, life got in the way of me living this extremely wealthy dream, making money, doing hair and doing everything like that. So when life got in the way, I just, you know, kind of pivoted a little bit, got a little part time job. In the meantime, working up my clientele, getting some repeat clients. And then life just went on from there. Okay. All right. Yes. Life can get in the way at times. Um, that's so amazing that you you kind of saw this vision very early on with you um, going to get your cosmetology license. And and I was like, I did the sad face because I was like, oh, no, she didn't have any clients. <laughs> but, you know, every, everything starts. Uh, it always starts with a journey. Um, so you with all of these things, your different experiences, what was the biggest motivation or reason for you writing this memoir? The biggest motivation is over the years, especially since I got out of college, I've always listened to audiobooks in my car. I've always read books in my free time. So I'm always, I'm a love of reading. I read all the time. Anytime that I get a chance that I have some free time, I pick up a book and read it. If I don't have a chance to read it, then I listen to it in my car as I'm going and coming from work. And I have been inspired by so many different authors and I've read anything from memoirs to self-help to just plain entertainment, fiction, nonfiction. I've just had a love for reading. And what I learned through reading that about two years ago, is wow, I'm reading people's stories. People's stories are inspiring, they're inspirational, they're motivational. And I just thought to myself about two years ago, I have a story too. So I had two years ago just started typing up some notes and some memories and things from my childhood and some of my experiences, my lessons learned. And before I knew it, I had a pretty good amount of material and I was like, okay, I, I think I can do this, I can write a book. And I have been inspired by so many different people, Michelle Obama, different memoirs, different even self-help and business books as well. So I included a lot of all of those aspects into my memoir, not just about the things that happened in my childhood, but also the things in my adulthood, lessons that I've learned. Hopefully those lessons will help other people. And I just started writing and before I knew it, I had something that I thought was really well and I took it to an editor who edited it and gave me some feedback and I realized I really enjoyed the process. So that's how everything got started. Okay, yes, uh, the process is such a, and that's a journey in itself when it comes to writing is the process and learning to trust the process. Um, you mentioned um, in your bio um, on the website that your book is transparent about the mistakes that you've made along the way. What is um, an example or one of the mistakes that you kind of write about in your book and how, you know, something that you, um, what did you, you know, learn from that and, and get, just kind of give us a little, a little insight to some of the things that are kind of in the book. So one of the mistakes that I made, um, I made a mistake in my marriage. I write about my marriage. 
Um, one of the mistakes that I made is my communication wasn't what it should have been. And I learned that, you know, by reflecting on my childhood, looking at my parents communicate, I had picked up some of the bad habits that they had during their communication faults in their marriage. And I learned through that, that, um, that I had to change the way that I communicated with people. Um, at times, emotions are really high and you're really frustrated and you're upset. And I learned that I had to calm those emotions. I had to feel them, but not necessarily express them and put them onto other people and expect other people such as my spouse to feel the same way that I did because we are two separate people. So I couldn't expect the person to be just as emotional as I was. So I had to learn and look inside myself really hard and says, hey, uh, what did you learn from this lesson? What did you learn from a failed marriage? I learned that, you know, marriage is a two-way street. It takes both people to work on it. It takes a little bit of give, it takes a little bit of take. You have to be able to not have such expectations on that other person it can't be preconceived but all that could be ironed out throughout communication so those are one of the things that i took away from my marriage that i was not a perfect communicator i had some things that i needed to work on too and i had some things far as my past history that led me to do the same things that i did which i saw when i was a child yes there is so much communication is so key to um, success in any type of um, relationship. So that is definitely something that you do learn, you know, through trial and error. So I'm glad that that is definitely a lesson that you were able to take away from something that didn't necessarily work out the way you attended, but the life lessons that you got from it were something that you would carry on and, and into your other and your, you know, your other aspects of your life. So that's uh that's very important speaking of lessons um there are lessons um surrounding everyone that we encounter who for you has been a catalyst for some of those lessons in your life one of the main persons that i have looked into throughout not just childhood but adulthood too is my mom for one my granddad for two I remember visiting with my granddad along with my siblings and cousins every summer as a child. We would go and we would stay with him for a matter of days or a matter of weeks. And with all of us together, siblings, cousins, usually somewhere between six or eight of us, we'd see the communication between our grandparents and all we saw was love. We never saw our granddad raise his voice at my grandmother as much work as my grandmother had to do, you know, cooking and cleaning and feeding us, we always saw her do it with so much love. She never looked tired. I don't know how she did it, but she'd get up and cook us breakfast every morning. I mean, fried apples and grits and sausage and eggs, and she'd fix us lunch and dinner every day. And I didn't know how she did it. It looked so difficult for me as a child, but as an adult, I realized that they had so much love that they wanted to share with us. And when I say my mom, I say that even as a child, my mom raising us single-handedly from about the time that I was 12 years old, 
My mom worked really hard. She worked sometimes two jobs to take care of us and feed us. And she'd make sure that we do things right around the house. And, you know, sometimes there was struggle and bills were hard to pay. But my mom always found a way to do those things. And I saw her resourcefulness as a child into my adulthood. And her resourcefulness kind of spilled over into my adulthood. So I was able to learn how to be resourceful because my mom let me watch her and the way that she handled finances and the way that she handled things. So those are two probably most important pivotal people in my life that have showed me so many lessons that I never thought I would carry them over into adulthood. I never thought I would be so thankful and grateful, but I am. It's amazing when you have um, women or people in your life that uh, really impact you in that way, like our parents. Um, they're, you know, the, the, the elders in our lives are the first people that we kind of look to for guidance and these experiences so when they can um when they have that when they show that positively that's definitely something we can learn from and then sometimes we don't always follow <laughs> the advice that they give us because uh you know life is living and, and life can get in the way and sometimes we we know what we're supposed to do but then sometimes we kind of go on different paths so um I know memoirs are very uh, personable and they're very, it's really you getting into the heart of your journey, but along the way, there are other people that are involved in that journey. So what, what were some of your concerns, if any, of how your story would be received by family or loved ones who saw themselves in your words on the page? So I had a lot of concerns when I was typing away at my memoir Um, One of my concerns is that I was being so transparent. I was allowing people to see not only my successes, but my failures. I call them lessons. In the book, I discuss my failures as lessons. But I was so nervous that, you know, people are able to get an inside look about the real me. Because, you know, when you're when I'm writing about something that's so personable, so personal to me, my childhood story, some things that I learned in business, high school, college, relationships. I wanted to make sure that I gave a view that was truthful and honest and raw without offending any of the people that were in in my stories. Just for an example, I was just really real about some of the hardships and struggles that my parents had when I was a child. There were some times when we didn't have electricity because the bills wasn't paid. And when I was writing that story, I had to make sure that I put it in such a way that it didn't look like that I was bitter because of it, because I wasn't, or that I was looking to portray my parents in the negative way because I wasn't. What I was wanting to do is use that story to let people know, even though you have these struggles, you can still find those bright spots in life. Even though you have those times when things don't work out how they're supposed to, you can still find the bright end of the tunnel in those stories because, you know, we did a lot of things like in the dark during those times that we didn't have electricity and we had a lot of fun as as kids doing it. We made up games and things like that to entertain ourselves and played with flashlights and all that stuff. So 
just because you have hardships and struggles in life, it doesn't mean that they have to impact you in a negative way. You can turn those struggles into a positive. You can turn those things into goals like I did. I made, you know, a vow to myself, you know, when I get to be an adult, I'm going to make sure that when I and if I have children, they're going to have the things that they need and I'm not going to have to repeat the same stories that I had in a in their lives that I was going to do everything that I could to reach those goals. So those things even though some of those things were not ideal situation, I was able to see them as, you know, a story, a lesson as something that helped me along the way that says, hey, you know, sometimes life does get in a way. Sometimes you don't have things that you need. But when you look from things as the glass half full instead of the glass half empty, you realize that you still have a lot more than others. You realize that some people have a lot less than you. So you really, you become grateful. Yes, definitely. Um, you know, I, I like that you you talked about how you weren't trying to, you know, make your parents look bad. But through your story, you're able to kind of show their resilience and show them like, hey, despite or in spite, you know, you know, the, our circumstances, we're still here and we're still pushing forward and we're still making a way as a family and togetherness. So that's those are those are the real nuggets. You know, those are the real stories. It's not always about, you know, everything that went wrong or highlighting just the bad things, but the things that really impacted us along the way. I, I like that you um, kind of brought it to that and talked about that in, in that way. So there are a lot of, um, you know, you learn a lot of lessons through your journey. What do you wish you would have known before you kind of started on this journey? Um, or, so the, if that uh, makes sense, not not necessarily the journey, but maybe just in the writing or, you know, because life is a journey. Right. No one ever plans. It's a loaded to, question. <laughs> just get it all right. You're like, yeah, like what, when in terms of what do you wish you would have known before you um, when you started this this journey after your like writing or things that you kind of reflected on in your life through that writing, some things that you wish you would have known before. Well, some things that I wish I would have known um, beforehand, the writing, um, if I would have known that the process was so therapeutic, I probably would have started writing a long time ago, like throughout the whole process. Right? <laughs> I mean, it was so therapeutic for me, like reflecting on my childhood, reflecting on the things that I've learned in my adulthood. It was almost humbling, too, because as I'm writing, you know, about certain accomplishments and certain things that I've done. And some at some points I went further in my family than my mom and my dad did. Those were proud moments. And if I had realized that, you know, the sum of where I am now, not that I'm, you know, just like super successful or anything, but I'm successful in my own right because, you know, I'm here. I'm on my journey. I'm doing things. I'm reaching goals. I'm making accomplishments. If I would have known that the writing process was so eye-opening for me too as I was just reflecting on memories and writing things down. I was learning about myself during the writing process. I was, you know, it brought yes. so many different emotions. So many times I was laughing while I was writing because I was writing down a story that was comical and 
some of those emotionals brought me to a sad place when I was, you know, describing some of those not so high journeys, some of those lows, it brought me to an emotional place. But at the same time, I wanted to be, like I said earlier, as raw and as authentic as I could, because I know in some memoirs, people, you, you hear about all the good, all the good things and you don't really hear about the, a lot of the struggles that people have. And when you do, or when I do read them, it doesn't seem like it's the whole story. It doesn't seem like they're always transparent. But I, I thought it was important for me to be transparent just simply because it could help someone else who may have been experiencing the same struggle or who have even maybe experiencing the same joy. So it's the connection in the writing for me that I want to get to my audience for people to connect with so that they can reflect on their journeys, so they can reflect on their future, on their experiences, and just kind of communicate and talk with people about them and bring them to a better place of self-reflection, self-love, and you know, self-care and even helping others. Because I think it's important on the way that we help others, we take others with us as we succeed, as we reach goals, we share information. And sometimes when people have like good ideas or, you know, good information, they don't want to share it. And I'm like, uh, why not just share some of the good that you have with others so that that can help them succeed as well. So that's why I say when I open up about my life lessons or failures, I share it because I think it's important to keep others from making the same or even just to reflect and maybe make a different decision or go a different path or even in some cases for them just to persevere through those struggles, to persevere through those goals that seem to be sidetracked, that you can still reach your goal no matter what point you are in life. I, I, I think that all of that is just so true in in the the process of the just writing itself can be so therapeutic and 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 a lot of us a lot of times we don't think about how therapeutic can be and and it can hit us and it can hit it can hit differently um like you said you can have moments where you're just like really it makes you laugh and you can have moments where you're just like oh my gosh i need i need a couple of days to just deal with it and but i think that's when you really get the story because when people are ready can like you said to be transparent to just be raw and just put it out there that's what we learn we learn from that that rawness and 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 you you know feeling you know letting us know like uh i think it was who was it tina turner when she put out her memoir years ago what's love got to do with it she was she was she let it she let it all out then and she she moved on but then we did movies <laughs> on it and we kept re, re she kept having to relive oh. it and every two every so often we're like <laughs> she was like look um i am past that i'm trying to get past that would y'all keep bringing it back up um but it, it was people did they they were inspired by her story they were learning from her you know sometimes we learn from people's pain we learn from their inspirations we learn from the people who encourage them along the way and all of those things kind of cultivate and 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 captivate not only our hearts and minds but it it gives us hope and encouragement especially for other writers out there for the writers out there what would you say for those who are um 
or for people who feel like they have a story to tell, but they're just not sure how to tell it, what would you say to them to to kind of give them that push forward? Yes, yes. I would say to those out there who are, you know, on the fence about writing, just get started. All you have to do is get started with a few words. I mean, some days I would write, you know, one paragraph. On other days, I couldn't stop writing. I would get 10 or 11 pages. And again, the journey of my writing was over about the course of two years. So I would say if you're interested in writing, please start writing now. And now more than ever is a time for a lot of different people to read because of the economic situation that we're in, you know, the COVID situation, you know, lots of people are picking up a book or picking up uh, podcasts or picking up audiobooks instead of going out. So now more than ever, we need good material to read. So if you're thinking or if you're on a fence about writing or you're nervous, you know, I would say go ahead and push past that nervousness. Go ahead and push past that fear and go ahead and start writing and go ahead and, you know, start looking for someone to be alongside of you, maybe like an editor or a proofreader, someone that you trust you know, that that can kind of guide you through that process. Because I had a really good editor and proofreader that, you know, she looked at three different drafts for me. So I had got some drafts out there and she gave me some good feedback and I went and made some additions and corrections and I gave it back to her and she gave me some more feedback and some more, you know, suggestions. And don't ever let, you know, the fear of, you know, someone saying, hey, what you have so far may not be the best direction, but try to accept some criticism so that people can set you up for success. But by all means, if you're thinking of writing, please, please, please start writing and start investigating, you know, rather you want to be self-published or rather you want to get signed on and have someone else publish your book for you. I went the self-publishing route because I am an entrepreneur at heart. So I knew I wanted to have, you know, the access and control of my writing. I wanted to have, you know, the most control that I could over what I wanted to do with it. So that's why I went the self-publishing direction. And it could be hard too. So I don't want people to think that writing could be easy just because you write a book, you still have to sell it. So <laughs> so that's that's just not the, the end. Once you get done writing, you know, don't think that, I mean, it could happen that people's books can fly off the shelves because of course I made sales as well, but that's just only part of the journey. There is quite a journey in the writing process. So if you decide to go the self-publishing route as I did, it does come with some hard work too. Definitely. And uh, even with the, even with publishing with the, the traditional, quote-unquote traditional way of publishing you still got to sell the book like the book does not sell itself <laughs> and you have to promote it you have to go I mean and it, it I think you know when I look at the some of the uh, the, the, the other people who have kind of got their books out I'm looking at Tabitha Brown I'm looking at you know what's I mean they've been talking about these books for months <laughs> this is and they might they might incorporate it into just casual conversation but it's really just reminding you they got this book out and they're doing things um, alongside it so that even you can have all the money in the world and you could just have your name. Your name only isn't going to sell the book. It, it takes you. It takes you being a part of the process. So 
Yeah. And it's and it's such a rewarding process. I mean, not the selling part, but just the getting able to communicate and connect with other people to talk about your experiences and and um, connect with readers um, when they was like, oh, I read your book and I was feeling so inspired. Like I really resonated with your story. How cool and amazing is that? Right. Amazing. Amazing. Have you, um, speaking of, um, inspiration, I, um, I was on your, uh, your, um, your social media and I saw that you had, um, uh, a couple of pictures of your book when it was, um, on the shelf. So tell me what you felt in that moment when you first saw your book on the shelf. <laughs> next to the other authors i was elated and i mean i was like it it became real for me at that moment because i know when i first published you know and it gets released to amazon and people could order it from amazon they could order it from my website but as a self-publisher just because i um signed up with a distributor that can distribute it to let's say a hundred thousand different venues that doesn't mean those venues are going to pick it up i have to do the homework of calling those vendors saying hey would you mind carrying a couple of copies of my book at your store and that's just what i did at prologue bookshop and i called uh, barnes and nobles and i called um gramercy and bexley and i said hey would you mind carrying a couple of books of mine i just published i'm a self-published local author and sure enough they said yeah just fill out this form and we'll take a couple of your books and yeah we'll put them on the shelf so when i follow back up the next day and i saw them in the local author section i was just like oh my god there's my book i was like i was so i was so excited it was just two books of mine on the shelf but i was like i'm in a bookstore i'm in a bookstore i can't believe it so you know i just i it was just an overwhelming feeling of excitement like oh okay i'm in a bookstore right now this is awesome it just it just made me proud you know that not just doing all the things that I did throughout the writing process, but actually seeing it, it it just was, it was, it was so exciting. It was so exciting. Oh, that's amazing. So amazing. Oh my goodness. I, and I, I, I saw the excitement, even though you had a mask (laughs) on the picture, I could see, I could feel the excitement in that picture because I would, you know, I would be elated. It's just like, just to see that, especially when you see your family and friends and you, you see that moment, you just, you just want the best and you just you're excited for them so i i felt excited and i was like oh that's so cool <laughs> that's so exciting um so um before we go i usually do like what i call like a random round where i ask of you know two or three questions just to kind of um go a little different route uh and, and learn a little bit more about the guest so you mind if i ask you a absolutely few absolutely let's go <laughs> let's do it all right all right if you could sum up your mood on or your life in a song right now what would it be and why if i could sum up my mood in life i'm so excited i just can't hide it (laughs) yes i would say i'm so excited (laughs) that is good that is a that's 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 that that excitement is is um what is it contagious right you just you, when you when you feel that in your in your spirit and your soul and you you go and you connect with others they start to feel that too and then that's that's an amazing feeling when you can 
you can say that. So awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, so when it comes to when we, you know, we talk about books, um, you know, in this in this world that we create, if you could live in a book, a TV show, or a movie, which one would it be? I would probably live in Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I say that because that book changed my life. I read that book maybe around 1999-ish. And I was so enthralled by all the lessons he was learning between his rich dad and his poor dad. It would be amazing just to soak up at least a fraction of the knowledge that he learned between those two dads. So I would definitely choose that book. Oh, definitely. That is, that's a classic. I think like everyone, it's one of those top 10 that everyone should, uh, should read in their lifetime. Um, it's always one of those that's going to be, um, inspiring. So definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, let's see if you could travel back in time, what time period would you like to visit and why? If I could travel back in time, oh, I would probably have to take it all the way back to my childhood, probably around the age of 15, 14. As I was writing my book, I was realizing in my childhood that I was more of the outspoken, strong type of sibling um, between me and my four siblings. And I wish I would have taken up for them more than I had, um, had their backs, uh, like not let people mess with them type of thing. And that was one thing I don't really feel like we were taught when we were kids. Um, our parents didn't say, hey, you better not let nobody mess with your sister or not let nobody mess with your brother. But if I could go back, I probably would go back there and be more boisterous and be more supportive of my brothers and sisters. Aw, that's, that's such a sweet, that is so sweet that you're including them. I would be so selfish. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, <laughs> I'll be like, anything about nobody but me. <laughs> but the, the, that just shows, that just shows the heart of your spirit and, and who you are as a person that you, you thought, you thought of them even in that moment where you have this one moment in time where you can go back. And they were the people that you thought of and, and wanting to be there for them. So that is amazing. And that is, it's, it's, it's true to your character. And, and I, I can't, I know that listeners are going to be so excited to um, read your book, to, to gain your story, to get access to your story. I can't wait to get my copy and it's just going to be an amazing experience. And I know if I, if if you get uh, just a taste of who you are, I can only imagine what's uh, on the pages. So I'm excited. Um, so for for people, they want to get in contact with you, or they want to get more information on where they could get the book. Uh, where can they go? Well, there's a number of things people can do. They can go to my website www.pleasantinvestments.com. They can also reach me on Facebook, on um, Twitter. Um, they can even reach out to me via email at pleasantinvestments123 at gmail.com. But probably the easiest way to get a book, a signed copy, is to go to my website at pleasantinvestments.com. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So you guys heard it 
from the author herself. Those are the places you can get it. I'll make sure I include that information in the description. And I just want to thank you so much for joining us today. I thought you were an amazing guest and I'm so honored to have had you come and talk about your experiences. And I look forward to reading your book. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me and all those who are listening. This is Charity Pleasant. And I would like for you to go ahead and get pursuing your passion and always listen to Life Gotten Away with my good friend, Nikki C. <laughs> all right well thank you for joining us everyone um tune in every thursday at 10 a.m for a new episode and remember to hit the subscribe button so that you won't miss an episode and until we meet again i'm your host nikki c and remember it's time to get back to dreaming again if not now then when